Francisco Magnosa. Is there such a thing as Filipino architecture? Colonization is a shattering thing, and one of the most visible effects is on the built environment. The Philippines, for instance, was settled by the Spanish in the 1500s and then by the Americans at the end of the 19th century, with a short, sharp occupation by Japan in the 1940s. And this nation of islands has always been influenced by the various cultures of its neighbours. As a result, the major buildings of the Philippines resemble those of its colonizers' home country, or more recently, the generic international style of the 20th century. Which is why the work of the architect Francisco Magnosa is important. Born in 1931, he studied architecture in Manila before spending a year in Japan. It was there that he was struck how buildings of all types, both new and old, had a particularly Japanese quality. How could this be achieved in the Philippines? Manosa's buildings are often based on the Baha'i Kubo, the simple structure set on stilts and with a steeply pitched roof found in lowland areas of the country. But he also worked on an office building for the San Miguel Company, which was inspired by rice paddies, with greenery spilling from its protruding terraces. Probably his most famous building, though, is the Coconut Palace, completed in 1981. With a series of interlinked pavilions, its outstanding element is that it's mainly constructed from the coconut palm, with roof shingles and columns made from its trunks, carpet from its fibre, and even coconut shells transformed into lighting, including spectacular chandeliers. The coconut palm was not only a readily available and ecologically sound resource, but the perfect symbol of national resilience, bending with the wind. The interiors were richly furnished with local marble and hardwood for floors and walls, and other materials such as the capiz shell, giving the windows a gleaming iridescence. With its voluptuous roofline and traditional carving, its mix of shape and material makes the building 100% Filipino. This, it proclaims, is possible. It was intended as a guest house for the President's visitors, the first of whom was to be Pope John Paul II, but he refused to stay in such opulence when there was obvious poverty in the rest of the country. The Coconut Palace was, after all, commissioned by Imelda Marcos, the wife of the President and famous for her love of excess. Like her infamous shoe collection, the building was seen as just another symbol of the Marcus's extravagance and corruption. Unlike their rule, though, Magnosa's architecture flourished. He designed the Edsa monument that commemorates the people's movement that removed the Marcuses from power, the couple fleeing in 1986, having embezzled an estimated fortune of over $13 million. This monument again used as its base the Baha'i Cubo, highlighting the power of the ordinary Filipino. This avaricious period in the history of the country shouldn't diminish the importance of Magnosa's work. The Coconut Palace isn't simply a building of vulgar excess, like, for instance, Ceausescu's palace in Bucharest of the same period. 
Instead, Maniosa's buildings display a passion to create a new architectural language that is unswervingly Filipino. It's a tricky task, treading the fine line between modern engineering and established tradition without becoming pastiche. Architecture always plays a role in nation-building, just as Sydney's Opera House did, outliving the passing parade of politics. And Munoz's buildings played an important role in establishing a proud and more equable national identity. with ABCRN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.